welcome to Awaken Podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. All right, friends, if you want to find your seats, that'd be great. I felt like this morning the pulpit was a little too formal for our situation, you know what I'm saying? So we're back to the music stand, and I gotta be honest, I feel really weird wandering around here in my pajama pants, but, uh, you know, if, the, if, if it was our idea, I feel like the staff can't, you know, not do it, so um, if you're in your pajamas, way to go, well done. Uh, if you're not, that's okay, we're glad you're here too, and clothed, so thank you for that, thank you for that. Um, well, my name's Micah. If we have not met, I'm one of the pastors here at Awaken, and uh, welcome to our sort of once a year, uh, the closest. Did you know, by the way, the 12 days of Christmas? It's Christmas tide right now. I don't know if you knew this or not. So Advent begins, you know, in uh, before Christmas, four weeks prior to, and then on Sunday, depending on how you count it, uh, the 12 days of Christmas begin. So today is either the eight maids of milking or the nine lords of leaping, depending on how you count. But uh, the 12 days of Christmas, also known as Christmas Tide, ends. Um, does anybody know when Christmas Tide ends? The next sort of big deal in the church calendar? You don't know? I thought for sure Dane would know. Anybody? Epiphany, that's right. It's the Feast of Epiphany. It's January the 6th every year, the Feast of Epiphany, uh, when the light of God comes into the world and we celebrate that. So right now we're in Christmas Tide, the eighth day, the eighth day of Christmas. Um, but each year, uh, over the last couple of years, on this day, we've sort of tried to gather the community together in one, one gathering, one hour, and uh, make some space for uh, some reflection. And so that's what we're going to do. Before we get to that, I'll just let you know about a couple things that, that are uh, coming up. If you're new, by the way, um, welcome, number one. Number two, way to go on being here at an odd time where we don't normally meet, so extra points for you. Um, but if, you, if you're new, we'd love to know you're here. Uh, on our website, there's a place you can click, and I'm new. lets us know that you were here, and somebody will reach out. Um, if you have tithes and offerings, our counting team is back up and running in the new year. So these black boxes uh, at each of the exits as you uh, come and go are for tithes and offerings and the newcomer cards. So if you want to write it down old school style if you're new, those are in the seat pockets or um, the nearest exit, keep in mind, might be behind you. Come on, everybody. Wake up. Wake up. Um, so, oh yeah, uh, a couple other things that are happening. The first of which is um, Discover Awaken is next week. So if you are sort of new to the community, uh, we'll do that uh, after the second gathering at 1230. Lunch will be served, a chance for you to get to know uh, the church and ask questions about who we are and, and kind of what we do and the way we do it. Uh, and then the other thing is there is an Epiphany event. Um, Jane Berg has typically done an Advent event in the past, and this year we're going to do an Epiphany event. So it's Saturday morning, this coming Saturday morning, uh, from 6.30 until 8 a.m. So Isaac Unseth and Jane will be leading in a, kind of a Lectio Divina experience, Sunrise Lectio, uh, on Rebecca and Zachariah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so you can sign up for that online, and then um, that is digital, correct, Jane? Yeah, so you can do that from the comfort of your own bed, okay? Uh, so those things are happening. Um, and then I just want to update you on one other thing. Uh, some of you know, if you were here a couple weeks ago when Danny did his little sweater vest Sunday, um, December is a huge month in the life of our church financially, so uh, we run deficit in a couple other months, as many nonprofits do, assuming that December will be a large, uh, a large portion of our income for the year, uh, and had uh, budgeted $110,000 for 
for December to kind of make the, the, the budget work. And um, every year this happens, like on December 28th or so, we're like not even close, maybe halfway there. So this year was like 55,000 and I sent a little email to the pastoral advisory team and I'm like, fear not everyone, every year this happens, uh, we get to this point and we're like, oh my gosh, we're not gonna make it. And then Awaken shows up. So d don't worry about it. And then I sent that email and I was like, we're not gonna make it, seriously. It's not, it's not gonna happen, you know. It's gonna be bad news. I'm already thinking like, okay, what can we cut, da 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 da. And again, every single year, uh, never ceases to amaze me. Over $112,000 came in in tithes and offerings and gifts, um, which is just like such uh, so many, so many people in my position and who lead churches, uh, my colleagues and friends, they get to this point in the year, and and it really is anxiety-producing, and um, have to make a lot of hard decisions, and um, just over and over and over and over again, this church. Uh, proves to be more than faithful. Um, so thank you for participating in the life of our church financially. It helps, it, it allows us to do the things that, that we love about this church. So I wanted to just give you an update on that because that's good news. Um, so today we're going to do two things. Um, I want to offer two things and then we'll make some space for us to sort of do some sharing. Um, and the first of which uh, comes from 1 Samuel chapter 7. Does anyone have a Bible, by the way? I forgot to grab Is there a Bible in one of these pews back here, a black one? There we go, Skip, thanks. I, oh, here we go. 1 Samuel, chapter 7, uh, verse 5, sword drill. First person to get to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, it's not very far. Chapters, you're there? Nice job, Ken. Ken, Ken used to be a pastor, everybody. He's got, uh, he's got. 1 Samuel, chapter 7. So, um. In the life of Israel, uh, Samuel is a, a kind of a story about after the, the Israelites have been freed from slavery, they're kind of in the, in the land that they're supposed to be in, that God gave them, and they're, they're sort of always having this push and pull with the people around them. Um, God actually initially offered a plan where nobody had to die, nobody had to be killed, no violence had to be, uh, no blood had to be shed in order for the, the people of God to live in the land, but they chose a, a different route for uh, a host of different reasons. But the Philistines are always present in, in the story of Israel. And so in chapter 7, starting in verse 5, it says this. Then Samuel said, assemble all of Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. When they assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And on that day, they fasted there and confessed, we have sinned against the Lord. And now Samuel was serving as the leader of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled, the rulers of the Philistines came, up, came to attack them. And when the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hands of the Philistines. And then Samuel took a suckling lamb, sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord, and he cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines, threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. And the men of Israel rushed out to Mizpah, pursuing the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point called beth Car. Now, here's the verse I want you to get. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, and he named it Ebenezer saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. Does anybody remember the, 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 uh, the old hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing? There's a weird line in that, in that hymn 
where it says, here I raise my Ebenezer, or hither by thy help I've come. And Ebenezer is not just a character in uh, an old Christmas movie, but rather a moment in the story of God where the people cried out to the Lord, asked for help, and God came. God rescued them. God uh, aided them. And in response to that faithfulness, in response to that moment where God proved faithful, once again, Samuel erected, created this pile of stones, this group of rocks. And it was called an Ebenezer. And the idea was that whenever the Israelites wandered past these piles of stones throughout the land where they had erected them, they would remember the moments when God was faithful. They would remember the times when they cried out to the Lord and God answered. And so if you can kind of close your eyes and imagine if you've ever been to the Middle East and, uh, you know, out in the middle of these deserts or these places, there were these just piles of stones where the people would gather rocks and they would just drop them in a large pile. And whenever someone wandered by them, they would tell those stories of, do you remember when God did this then at this place? And it was this way of kind of, as a, as a, a collective, as a community, not forgetting. Um, marking the places and the moments where God was faithful. So today is a little bit of that. We want to pause, to stop, before we begin a new year, and just create some space in our community for, to tell the stories of where did you see God at work in the last year? In 2021, as difficult as it may have been, were there any moments, were there any stories, were there any times when you experienced God as faithful, as present, as near? So that we don't forget. Because it's easy to forget on December 28th that God has been faithful every other year before. And yet, does it again. So, in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to do that. If you didn't know, that's what we were doing. A little bit of heads up. Um, we're going to, man, uh, Melody's going to be wandering around with the mic, and we're just going to have kind of an open mic sharing time. And the question is, uh, or the response that I'm inviting you to is, where did you see God at work in 2021? And you can interpret that however you want. Maybe it was a moment of um, experiencing God's faithfulness, or a moment where you cried out to God and you felt like God heard you, or a moment of celebration, a moment you don't want to forget or our community to forget. The other, the other idea I want to um, sort of offer before we do that is, a, 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 it's actually a Ghanaian word, uh, and it's, it's the word Sankofa. And in, this, in, in Ghana, in Africa, uh, this word Sankofa literally means go back and fetch it. And it has this idea of um, we have to look back to the past so that we can understand how we became who we are or what we are in order that we might go forward into a better future. So Sankofa means stop, look back, so that you can go forward. Remember, how is it that you got to be here? So that you can go forward into the future as the people that you want to be. Um, there are trips that people take, uh, actually the Covenant offers these, called Sankofa trips, and it's a trip where you go down south to sort of the places during the, uh, the, the momentous places and occasions in the civil rights, uh, and you kind of go to these places and remember so that we can go forward. And so in some ways we want to do that this morning, we want to remember so that we can go forward and be the kind of community, the kinds of people that we want to be in the future. So keeping in mind Ebenezer's Let's just put a, a pile of rocks in the form of memories um, in this place this morning. 
and, and remembering so that we can go forward into the future. Sound good? All right. So um, Melody's going to just kind of be standing and wandering around. And if you, if you have something that you'd like to share, um, just sort of raise your hand and get Mel's attention, and she will come to find you. And um, we'll just have a little bit of testify, a little testimony uh, as to God's faithfulness and the ways that we remember God in this last year. So right over here. And if you would, sh share your name um, before you, you, you share. That would be great. Thank you. And if you, if you want to, uh, if you're comfortable, you can remove your mask so that we can hear you a little bit better. There we go. Is this okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm Kennedy, um, and a celebration we had, this is our friend Norma. And Norma and her mom came from Honduras a couple years ago as asylum seekers. And Norma's mom works very hard. She's an awesome mom, and she is so strong and mm -hmm. such an incredible person. And for two years, they... Um, have been going around and staying on different couches. And this summer, Norma and her mom got their first home, their first apartments together. Wow. Yes. So definitely a celebration. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be shy now. <laughs> I got a dog. Mel got a dog. Charlie. Yeah, and I, man, I didn't even know I needed a dog. Why didn't I have one all this time? Oh, right here. There we go. All the way in the back. Getting my workout, my 22, 22 workout. Hello everyone, uh, my name's John, and this year we were blessed with having our first baby, uh, but while uh, my wife was pregnant, uh, I lost my job, uh, I was laid off, and it was just a really stressful time for a couple months, like not knowing what expenses would look like with a baby in the first place, but also not having major source of income. So anyway, uh, God's grace pulled through, uh, got a new job after a, a couple of months, and it's just better in almost every way, and baby's here and healthy, so very thankful for that. John. Others. Hi, my name is Jess, um, and I'm on staff here. Um, uh, big one for me this year was getting benefits as a part-time staff. Um, I came from a state job, and so I had really good benefits and um, made the move at seven months pregnant, so that was <laughs> probably mm. crazy looking to everybody else, but um, kind of like what John said, in every way it's been a job better for me, um, and I made the move for my mental health and just a lot of other reasons, but having benefits from a church for part-time staff just made me feel very loved and valued, and the fact that it was just passed unanimously by the community was huge. So, um, yeah, to me that was a really big 
moment this year. Yeah. All right, we got one in the middle here. Can I squeeze by you? Thanks. This year I made some new friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's hard to beat. Skip, you can do it. Hey, my name is Skip. And then just reflecting on the past year, I think it was interesting that we had um, church from many different locations. Like I was thinking about how at the beginning of the year I was doing church online. And then we had church in the park this summer. And then now being back in the building in the fall. And in reflecting, I had significant like soul moments at in each one of those locations. And so just a great reminder that God is not limited by anything and that um, we're still able to, to be the church and feel the church from multiple locations. And that was really evident to me this year. Oh, hi, Susan. <laughs> nice PJs. Yeah, looking good. Hey, everyone. I'm Meredith. Um, this past year, I have someone in my life that has really been struggling with alcoholism and addiction, and it took almost every bit of this last year, about until November, but I finally started seeing change and light, and I had a conversation with this person, and they're starting to make positive changes, and as a result of that, my relationship is less fractured with this person, so... I'm truly grateful, and I know that there might be more mountains in the future with this, but I'm just glad that I've finally seen some positive growth in that area. So, um. I'm old and weepy now, like my grandma used to be, but <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, this just is a reminder that God is so faithful. And kind of for me, that feels like, um, am I faithful? And I want to be faithful um, when things are so divergent and so many opinions and so many divisions and everything in the body. It's like, am I one of the people that can stand at that pile of rocks and say, God is still faithful and I choose to still be faithful in loving and loving everyone. So anyway, that's kind of my, my bucket list for the rest of my life is just to be faithful and loving. Yeah, I hope you got your Apple Watch on or your phone in your pocket or something, tracking all your steps here, Mel. I know. Hi, good morning. I'm Lizzie. Um, 2021 was actually pretty hard uh, for our family for lots of reasons, um, but 
just wanted to say that at every, at every single closed door, at every single disappointment, um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say a full pile of rocks. Nobody, nobody had to decimate anything. Um, but little signs like that rainbow showing up on the screen up there that is obviously coming from some window here. Um, every time we turn around, there are signs of faithfulness and love and hope and our, my, Jake's and my relationship is stronger every single day and we talk about it all the time and that is the foundation of our, faith, our faithfulness. So um, really grateful for that. Um, this past fall, um, our good friend Sylvia Bailey passed away. And she was one of my dearest friends. And I can look at that, that she's no longer here with us, or I can say, God, thank you for the incredible presence that she was in our lives and in the Awakened community. So... Uh, and I'm grateful that her husband, Ted, has continued to come and sit right about there. And I know the only reason he isn't here today and that he left for Florida yesterday was so he wouldn't have to wear his pajamas. And if he's listening to this, Ted, we're on to you. So <laughs> thank you for our friends, Sylvia and Ted. Hey, I'm Jeff, and um, it's been a hard year looking for the little mustard seeds of hope. But I just had a little, such a small experience this summer, but it, it just gave me that mustard seed. Um, if you've been around Awaken for a while, you know we used to have baptisms at uh, Raspberry Island. And that space has kind of been a sacred space for me. During quarantine, I would go on walks there, and like you can go up the bridge and see the city, and it's just such a good place to like change your perspective and pray and all that. And after doing that for like a year this summer, it was just like the place was getting so trashed. Like I had been there the last couple of times and I'm like, I can't come here anymore. It's just not what it used to be. There's so much garbage everywhere. And I just like, I didn't have the energy to, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know if I'm coming back. So I go up the bridge, I'm coming down and I come back to Raspberry Island and there's like 20 people cleaning it up and that just made such a difference in that moment and just wondering how we can be that for other people just to kind of clean up the messes that that this time has made for us so and it made me think of awaken and maybe coming back to that space sometime too Here I go again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy Solomon, and I'm also on staff here. And today I popped onto our Facebook Live and our live stream and um, 
offered this question and said that if anyone would like to share that I would bring that forth in this gathering. And um, our friend Stephanie Jans uh, commented on sometimes uh, amidst her grief when staff um, or people in our community have reached out to her. So um, she really appreciated those times. So thanks, Steph, for sharing that and, and bringing that forth. And also for me, um, amidst our community, one of the things I get to do is um, oversee our life groups and that ministry. And I take walks usually on Monday and just kind of offer up um, something to God of, God, you know our community, you know the needs. Will you provide? And let me see just the ways that you provide. And um, Stephen and Sandy Freed are sitting up some rows, and the life group they had led, um, or are leading, had um, gone through kind of a cycle of um, people moving and going elsewhere, and that coincided with people coming and saying that they were interested in being in a life group. So it was just wonderful to feed um, people to them. Um, as well, there was a group that started online last January, uh, again, a group that's saying, we want to be together. And so they started online and didn't meet in person until um, at the park. Um, and it was just really wonderful to see that. As well, I also get to meet people who are coming to our community. And there were a whole lot of um, I, I will say, with my stage of life, just youngers, um, people in their 20s, um, out of college, starting their careers, and I continue to meet them, and two women came and said, hey, we want to start a life group, and I'm just so excited, going, yes, because there's so many um, in uh, that stage of life who are wanting to develop community and um, then also in the summer at the park, a couple came up to me and said, hey, we really, um, just with our story and um, where Awaken is, we want to start a life group um, for the queer community to have a safe place. And um, again, it had been something that was stirring in me, but then to see the presence of God in our community providing those things, like, before you have to like go give an ask, it was just really meaningful to me. So I have a number of stones that I would add to that Ebenezer of the way community has continued to develop here amidst a pandemic. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. Hi, my name is Rochelle, and I started to look for a new church this year, and I asked a lot of friends in a Facebook group, and um, and I came here, and I felt really welcome, 
and um, your mission and your message really resonates. So I'm very grateful for finding this church this year. <laughs> We're gonna be good friends by the end of this. Hi, I'm Stephen, and thank you, Jeff, for sharing, because you opened the door for me to share. I had also a personal experience by the river, and uh, it's a quick story. Um, I go down to the river every morning early to see the sunrise and take a couple pictures and such, and I've come to be friends with Bob and Eddie, two eagles that... Uh, <laughs> fly by every morning, and uh, I, I love to see them. I was uh, sitting there looking for Bob and Eddie, and they were nowhere to be found, nor any other eagles at all. And I got very frustrated, looking, 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 and somehow it spilled over into a frustration of that God was so far away. I couldn't find him. I couldn't see him. And uh, I'm looking through my binoculars, panning around trying to find Bob and I got angry inside and I was like where are you what is going on where are you come on come on and I wasn't sure who I was talking to but uh, with my binoculars up I, I heard this I don't know if it was in my ears or my chest or my soul but it was, I'm right here. And I pulled down the binoculars, and there was an eagle like 20 feet in front of me, floating on the wind, so close I could see its feathers. And it turned and sailed off. And he said, I've always been right here. with that we'll we'll transition Mel if you want maybe you want to just hop up on the piano and we'll we'll move towards um, I think one of the things that we want this morning to be is uh, a space that's not hurried that isn't rushed that's not bound by program or our preconceived ideas of what might happen or might not happen um, so maybe as we move towards communion and closing together uh, I'd like to keep that story in mind, and I'd like to just lead us in a, a time of reflection. Um, maybe, I don't know if, if uh, for me, to remember, it takes a lot of work. Uh, I easily forget, maybe more than the average bear. Um, and so I want to just create a little bit of space for you um, to reflect, uh, and then we'll move towards communion. So. Um, maybe if you would just close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. Kids, you can play along if you want to also. And <clears throat> it's funny, when Jesus first shows up on the scene with his disciples... They have all these questions for him about who is he and where are they going and what are they going to do and when can they start. And 
of Jesus' first things he says to this group of people that end up following him is, come away with me. They actually go to the other side of the lake, away from the crowds and away from all the hustle and bustle, and he just says, come and be with me. And if it's true that God is always present, always near, always around, right, maybe right even in front of us, I'd like to just take a few minutes and give you the chance to sit in that. Just be in the presence of God. So even as you feel your own breath, for God in scriptures is ruach and it means the spirit or wind breath so maybe you've looked long and hard this year and it's been hard to see or feel or experience God maybe even in the next few minutes is it possible that God is as close to you as the breath that you feel in your own body right now for you to think about this question of what feels alive right now? Where is there a pulse? Where is there life? Where is there light in your life? rise up in you being thankful for those things maybe it's hard to find those maybe it's hard to even to name them and this is when faith really matters don't see, when we don't experience, when we don't sense God's presence, to still believe, to trust that though it appears to be dark, God is present in the darkness. That there will be light. trust you, God, that there will be life, that there will be light, that it will come. And so I wait.
God, as a church gathered this morning, we declare and testify to the good things that you have done, to the ways in which you continue to be faithful and present to us. We declare the the truth that we are not alone, and we are so grateful for that. We say out loud that you are good, and that your faithfulness is as sure as the sun that rose this morning and will set tonight. That your love is deep and long and wide and big enough for all of us. come to this table that we've come to so many times and will likely come to again with gratitude in our hearts. As hard as the last year may have been, you provided bread and wine, bread and water. You sustained us and will likely do it again. And so we come to this table with hopes, with our dreams, with our expectations for this next year. We receive your presence in simple things like bread and a cup. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of it, do it in remembrance of me same way he took a cup and he blessed it he said this is a a new covenant written with my blood and when you drink of it do it in remembrance of me so I want to invite you to the table on my right and left there will be elements available there's red wine and white grape juice I invite you to make your way up as you see fit whenever you're ready to take a piece of bread and dip it in the cup and know that the body of Christ has been broken for you and the blood of Christ has been shed for you. It's Eucharist, good gift, available, ready for you. For you to take it in and then leave today to be Eucharist to the world, to be good gifts, Reflections, image bearers of the divine. So come, church, get what you need. Well, friends, as we begin a new year, I'm excited for a lot of things. Um, Next week, we're going to start a new series. Uh, Many of you know about, we talk about the well that we gather around at Awaken. And um, we talk about that being the life and teachings of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus being this well. So we're going to spend between now and Lent, basically, uh, on like, what is the well? What are those things that we think are the most important that Jesus says? So next week we're going to sum up the entire Bible in two phrases, love your 
love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? Um, and we'll walk this series out to Lent, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I hope that today's been good. I hope it's been what you needed. Um, leave with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his peace in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the church gathered together said, Amen. Amen. Grace and peace, friends. See you next week. Find us online at www.awakencommunity.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awaken Community or on Twitter at Awaken Community. See you next time.